All right, just want to remind everyone while we're, the children are going downstairs that today from 4 to 6 p.m., if you're watching online, today 4 to 6 p.m. is our free community Thanksgiving dinner out at the Eagleton Center. From 4 to 6 p.m. at the Eagleton Center here in town. So make sure that you show up for that. Invite a friend, bring a friend. You don't have to cook today. We have some good cooks. You know, the problem is, is I smell it. Someone's making something downstairs. My stomach starts going. I smell the turkey downstairs. We have a lot of turkey, so come out and eat. Got a lot of food. We don't want to take a bunch home, so. All righty. Well, a couple of years ago, how many have been to the um, our murder mystery or our dinners that we do every year? A couple of years ago, we had the masquerade theme dinner. Do y'all remember that? We had the masquerade one. We had that. It was around Valentine's Day, and I opened in prayer, and you know, we started to eat. But after I finished praying over the food, Chris leaned over to me and she said, "That was a blessing in disguise." Psalms chapter 103. Psalms chapter 103. We're going we're gonna to read the whole chapter here. We're going to read verse 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. This week we celebrate one of the most beloved holidays here in America, Thanksgiving. And it's a time that we set apart to ponder our blessings and offer gratitude. I'm thankful for such a holiday in America that we're able to do that. But reality, in reality, every day should be Thanksgiving for us as Christians. Webster defines Thanksgiving as the act of giving thanks, grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favor, especially from God. A public celebration in acknowledgement of divine favor or kindness. That's what Thanksgiving. Surely, we all have much to be thankful for. We live in America where there's more than enough. More than we deserve. God has blessed us with His divine favor and His gracious benefits. And if we were to begin to count them, if we sat down and went through and counted everything... There's more than we could ever number. We would forget so many things. Our scripture today is a psalm of David. And he considers, uh, many people consider this to be his hallelujah course. Most agree that David was overwhelmed. If you look at where he was in his life when he wrote this, 
they believe that it was after he had um, committed adultery and, and he is overwhelmed with appreciation for God, for, to God for his forgiveness. And as David considered the judgment that he deserved and the pardon that he received, he was compelled to offer praise. He's considering the grace and the mercy that God had showed him, and he decided to worship God and to be thankful to God. While I can't identify with some of David's sins here particularly, I have many of my own sins that I realize that God has shown me grace and mercy for. I deserve to suffer the righteous judgment of God for my sins, and yet He's pardoned me of those sins with His grace and His mercy. Of all that I've received from God, I'm most grateful for the salvation. Many of the benefits that we ponder most are temporary, but the gifts and the blessings of salvation by grace is eternal. We get gifts all the time but from God, but it's temporary the thing that lasts forever is our salvation he has shown us the grace and the mercy and still gives us the salvation as it's discussed in our opening verse of this psalm i want to consider the aspects of praise revealed to us the heart of thanksgiving genuine thanksgiving is offered here by david the first one is consuming praise verse one Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. As David pondered the grace and the pardon that God gave him, he was moved in the depths of his soul. Such recognition of favor and grace generated consuming praise. This is not a fake praise. This is legit praise. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Everything, David offered praise with every fiber of his being. Every ounce that he had, he was giving God praise. He was literally overcome with gratitude and praise. Is that the way we do it? Or do we just say, oh, oh, thank you. Are we consumed by the thanksgiving and praise to God? David praised the Lord with all his being. In my early years of salvation, there was a few times I noticed or recognized, but as I grew closer to God, I, I, was more, I more realized of the grace and the mercy. The closer I got to God, the more I realized what grace and mercy He is showing me. As a young child, we take things for granted. We take what our parents give us for granted and the trouble we don't get in. As an adult now, I realize how much my parents let me get away with. As a child, I was like, man, they beat me every chance they get. But as, a, as an adult, I realized I didn't get beat near enough for the things I, di I did. <laughs> All right, be quiet over here. I don't need any from the peanut gallery. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to erase that next time I do that. <laughs> we fail to offer God the praise that he's worthy to receive. There's times when we offer a sincere word of gratitude, but how often do we praise him with our whole being? 
Has the Lord not blessed each of us more than we deserve? Is He not worthy of our praise? We sing and we do praise and worship earlier and then we do it at the end. And you see people just standing there. No offense, but that boggles my mind. That blows me away how you can realize all that God has done for us and we're too ashamed. I don't want people to think I'm fanatic or I'm radical or I'm weird. or They already think you're weird. It's just something else. We don't mind being weird for other things, but when it comes to God, we... We need to be thankful every ounce of our being. I, I picture David here. He's not going, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. No. I see him crying out to God, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Every ounce of his being. I'm convinced that we spend way too little of time Realizing the grace and mercy that God gives us. I can assure you that if you contemplate His goodness and grace for very long, you're going to be overcome with praise and worship. But we're too busy taking it for granted. If there's nothing else to praise the Lord for, grace and mercy would be enough. That alone should cause us to worship Him with consuming praise. The grace and the mercy that we, we don't get what we deserve and we get more than we deserve. The grace and, and if we focus on that and just that alone should cause us to cry out to God and be consumed with worship and praise. I don't care about but that's not my personality. Baloney. I guarantee you there's things that get you excited. The most mild-mannered person, there's things that get you mad. There's things that get you happy. There's things that get you uh, excited. Nothing more should get us excited than God. The grace and the mercy. If you can express yourself politically, you can express yourself to God. If you can express yourself in sports, you can express yourself to God. How many have received blessings from God? How many have, don't raise your hand, how many have done things that are bad? How many have done things that if not for God, we wouldn't be worthy of heaven? How many do not want to get what we truly deserve from God? That is grace and mercy. Now let me, uh, I want to hear a loud shout from everyone that says, thank you, Lord. We need, we're going we're gonna to practice for, for the end of the service when we worship God, okay? On the count of three, we're going to say, thank you, Lord. One, two, three. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Ooh, I got goosebumps. There we go. Second thing, continual praise. Second, verse two. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, at this moment in life, David was keenly aware of the Lord's blessings and extremely grateful for them. He also knew his tendency to become complacent. Anyone come complacent in your walk with God? And he, for, he tended to forget God's goodness and His grace. He never wanted to be guilty of forgetting the gracious provisions of God in his life. 
He challenged himself and all who read the words for continual praise. Bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. We tend to be forgetful at times too. It seems when life is going great, we have all we need and we tend to be somewhat forgetful and complacent. We forget to come to God. We don't, we don't cry out to God. When we've got everything we need, we don't need God. When everything's going good, money's going good, health is going good, kids are, eh, you know, we're, we're okay. We don't need God. But then when times get tough, oh, we come crying out to God. We forget all the benefits that God gives us, continually praising God. The old adage, you never know what you have until it's gone. We need to consider. Rather than trying to be grateful in the difficult times, we must be willing to offer gratitude at all times. We need to praise Him in the good times, praise Him in the bad times. Don't walk away when everything's going good. We need to praise Him in all times. Even when we're unaware that God's watching over us. We need to be praising Him. Because He's got His guardian angels around us at all times. Watching out for us. Protecting us. Blessing us. There's never a moment when our Lord is not worthy of our praise. If we praised Him as much as we asked for things. How would our life be different? We'd be a lot more positive. I promise you that. Instead of worrying about, oh man, I got this going on and this is going on and this is going on. Stop talking about the negative and start worshiping him. I'll give Jennifer props when she did when she did her updates on Facebook. She did the positives. This is what God's doing. This is this is the benefits. Yes, we've got more. Keep praying. But look what God has done. Look where he's taken us from to where we are today. Let's focus on that. Yeah, we got a long way to go, but look how far we've come. You know, the glass half full or half empty. How are you looking at life? There's never a moment to be not worthy or not praising him. I never want to be guilty of taking my blessings for granted or failing to offer praise. Now again, we're going to we're going to shout, "Thank you, Lord," on the count of 3. You ready? 1, 2, 3. Praise the Lord. There we go. We're practicing. Third thing, confident praise. Verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. David was confident in the Lord's ability to meet his needs, and he offers praise regarding specific areas of healing. Spiritual healing. Who forgives all your iniquities. No doubt he's likely pondering his sins. Because again, like I said, he's uh, at this time they believe that he's uh, just after Bathsheba and the death of Uriah. That was a dark period in David's life. But he found forgiveness and spiritual restoration. It doesn't matter what we've done. God forgives all our iniquities. All our past, all our sins. And that we need to be thankful for. That we need to be worshiping Him for. Every believer should be willing to offer praise and thanksgiving for our salvation and our forgiveness, our restoration. 
While we were yet in sin, Christ died for us. Before we were worthy, before we even did all of this, He still died for us. That we need to be thankful for. Physical healing. The second part there. Who heals all your diseases. No doubt David had faced sickness and various uh, problems while walking with the Lord. In his time of illness, God had been faithful to provide the healing he desperately needed. David rejoiced for the healing touch of God. We can rejoice that we serve the God of all comfort and healing. There's nothing we face in life that the Lord can't handle. There's nothing in this life that my God cannot handle. There's nothing in this life that my God cannot handle. You're getting better. There's nothing in this life that my God cannot handle. Nothing. I'm going to take a pause here. I want... Uh, Rob, can you push Jack up here? And I want to get Christopher and Barbie up here real quick. Just for a second. Can you come up here, Christopher? I've said we serve a healing God. Turn around and face them. Can you get them in your picture here, Matthew? Yes, we're all destined to, to die. Unless the rapture comes first. But I believe we will die in God's timing, not in Satan's timing. My God is in control, not Satan. He chooses when we leave this life. We worship the great physician, the great healer. We have here three cases in this year alone that doctors said that they can't do anything. Barbie had cancer, the big scary C word. Many people die from this, but my God, the great physician, touched her life and healed her completely. <laughs> cancer is bad, yes, but we worship the great physician and the great healer. Then we have Jack here. One day everything was normal, everything was okay. Then the next, he was in the hospital. They told Eleanor that she needed to get hospice because he was going to die. There was nothing they could do for him. <laughs> yes, that was bad. But we worship the great physician. We worship the great healer. Then there's Christopher. He was so close to death several times. And those of you that we've been praying for him for a couple months now. And let me tell you, just the 28th of October, which was what, 24 days ago, his lungs collapsed. He was on about 500 wires, tubes. But we worship the great physician. We worship the great healer. Now tell me we don't have reason to worship the Lord. We don't have reason to praise the Lord. We should be thankful at all times. You guys can be seated.
Now, first of all, don't take our lives that God has blessed us with for granted. We need to thank him every day that we live because this is just three people here that were fine one day. And then the next, they're saying, nope, nothing we can do. We need to be thankful for today. We need to wake up. If we wake up, we need to thank him for that. If we're healthy, I don't care. You know, we're, we're quick to wake up and we go, man, my back's hurting me. Why don't we thank the Lord? Thank you, God, that I'm able to get up, that I'm able to wake up and I can still stand. There may be a little pain, but let's not focus on the negative. Let's start focusing on the positive and watch how our lives change. If you look throughout the Bible, God's blessing always was after there was a part on the people. They had to go out in the water and get their feet in the water. They had to get muddy in the water. Stop looking at the water and say, this is mine. I'm going across this river. Instead of worrying about, oh. Now the Israelites, if you read it, a bunch of whining, complaining people. And still God blessed them. Now just imagine what he would have done if they had just shut up and worshipped him more. We still get blessings, but man, think what we could get. If we would change our focus a little bit. Now let's not wait until we get into those situations that we start being thankful and grateful for everything. Let's worship Him now. The next thing is considerate praise. Verse 4. Who redeems your life from destruction? who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. David rejoiced for the provisional hand of God in his life. As he considered God's goodness, he was compelled to offer praise. The first part there, who redeems your life from destruction. David's life had been redeemed from destruction. Again, he was likely uh, thinking back and remembering how many times he was close to be uh, to death how many times God spared his life no doubt David was also aware that God had redeemed him from destruction spiritually as well <clears throat> although he was undeserving God had provided his redemption and a great relationship with God aren't you glad for the redemption power and the hand of God that he's given to us Physically speaking, we have no way of knowing how many times the Lord has spared us from death. These we know, these, but how many times? Dad, Dad was talking about a praise report on Wednesday night. He was giving us a great illustration of how the car almost cut him off and vroom, vroom, and vroom, and the man was woo, and it was it was very entertaining. But how many times have we been spared? How many times have we been saved? I remember growing up, we, had, we were traveling across the country and we had to get to the next church because we, just like we have special speakers, we went church to church and we had a time limit. Dad scheduled it, boom, boom, boom. And we had a flat tire one time. <clears throat> so my mom's like, we, we, we need to spend the night here. We can't drive on any further. We got into the hotel and we watched the news. There was a massive accident not far up ahead that, Looking at the time frame, we could have been right in that. Now, yes, the flat tire was a pain. It cost us money, but we were alive. 
when bad things happen, the Bible tells us to praise Him in the negative times. To praise Him when it looks bad. It doesn't matter what we see. It doesn't matter what we hear. It doesn't matter what we feel. We need to be praising God for all things. Bad things happen, but God said He'll take all the bad and He'll turn them to good. He'll spare us. <clears throat> Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. David rejoiced in the abundant blessing he had received from the Lord. God had crowned him with loving kindness and tender mercies. His life had been flooded with goodness and grace of God. Isn't that amazing to consider? As believers, we too have received God's loving kindness and tender mercies. Just his love is more than we deserve. The fact that we can go to Him, we can talk to Him, we can have a, a relationship and a fellowship with our Heavenly Father is a blessing. His mercy withheld the wrath we earned with sin. We enjoy God's loving kindness that speaks of His abundant grace towards us. Grace is unmerited favor and He offers it abundantly. We also enjoy His tender mercies Plain mercy is much more than we deserve, and yet He provides tender mercies. We enjoy His compassion and His marvelous love. You see, God doesn't withhold the best of His blessings from His children. He provides blessing in abundance. We don't give just a little bit to our children. We love giving gifts. How many love giving good gifts to your children? Love seeing them happy. You love seeing them with the joy Christmas morning I love handing out the presents and at my house we do it different than most everyone has to watch if Chris opens a gift everyone has to watch Chris open that gift and then if one of the children or grandchildren open a gift we do it and everyone watches it because I love seeing their faces I don't want everyone just ripping them open because I miss everything how much more does God love giving us good gifts how much more does God love giving us above and beyond what we deserve? We need to be thankful for that. Compassionate praise. Verse 5. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Finally, David acknowledges God's good hand of blessing in every area of his life. We know that David was king and had access to resources most never will, but he praised the Lord for the abundant blessings he had received. God allowed David to enjoy life, providing sweet satisfaction. God had not only met David's needs, but he also provided for his wants. Can we not identify with this? God has blessed me more than I'll ever uh, could Im imagine. And so much more than I deserve. Like David. I praise him and I thank him for that. We have so much. God has not only met my needs, but he's also given me my wants. He has satisfied my life with good things. In every way imaginable, God has been very, very good to me. I like to think of this as God allowing us to have desserts following a healthy meal above and beyond 
He provides for us. And He gives us a great meal, a fantastic meal. But He loves giving us the dessert above and beyond. Our, he gives us our wants. These verses prove that that, that thought is true. He is very active in our lives and wants to bless us with His abundance. Surely you'll agree that God is good and worthy of our praise. But what's keeping us from that? Our pride? What's keeping us from it? We will all likely celebrate Thanksgiving this week with friends and family. As we do so, let's be mindful of the sources of our blessings. Let's Tell our children and our grandchildren what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about. Not just thankful that we've got a big old turkey sitting in the middle of the table and the mashed potatoes and the corn and the green beans. and The turkey smell is getting to me here. But it's more than that. We're thankful that our God died on the cross for our sins. Our God shows us grace and mercy. Our God protects us and watches over us. Keeps us from destruction. He's our healer. He's our provider. He gives us our our needs and our wants. We have so much to be thankful for. I challenge you between now and Thursday, try and make a list of all your blessings. Everything that you have to be thankful for. How many times have you guys in your prayer said, thank you, God, for my spouse. Thank you, God, for my children. Thank you, God, for my job. Thank you. And go down and list all of our blessings that we take for granted. My health, my home, my car. And go through. We have so much to be thankful for. Let's bow our heads. If you're saved, you have so much to be thankful for today. If you're not saved and you realize your need for salvation, I urge you to respond this morning. Because our God has provision of grace. And He's provided salvation. And He's provided a way to wipe away all of our sins and give us mercy. All we have to do is ask Him to forgive us of those sins. Ask Him to come into our lives. Be Lord of our lives. If you're watching this morning or you're here, it doesn't matter. Today's the day. I give you three illustrations of we're not guaranteed tomorrow. You can watch the news just here locally in Richmond. People were fine when people left them. Next thing you know, they're gone. Different reasons, car accidents. Last night, the guys went, we were in Kansas City. We saw 14 cop cars pass us. I don't know what happened, but that person, I'm sure, thought he had tomorrow people that pass away in a car accident or heart attack or different things 
they think that they have more time. Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy you. We're not promised tomorrow. Today is the day to accept Him into your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to You. Lord, we thank You for sending Your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for each and every one of us. Lord, we thank You for the gift of salvation, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of grace and mercy. Lord, I pray that You'll forgive us of our sins. Wash away all of our past, all of our ugly. Lord, and make us new. Come into our hearts, Lord. Fill us up with all your blessings. And Lord, fill us up with your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. For the rest of you. The altars are open as usual, but I challenge you to have, uh, that during this worship time to be different. You can come up with every excuse. Satan can tell you, well, I don't have to do it a certain way. Nope, you don't have to. But I challenge you to do it some, a different way than you've done it before. If you've stood before Try raising your hands. If you've sat before, try standing. If you've raised your hands, try crying out to Him. Whatever it is, I want. we need to never settle for this. Always more. God deserves more and more of our worship and more and more of our praise. We practiced earlier thanking God for all of His blessings. Don't worry about the person next to you. Don't worry about what... Your personality, that's not my personality. I don't 